0: Me, it's TRG, the rambling gambler, a boot wearing vest wearing trail hawk riding gambler's gambler. This is episode number 42 of our casino combat podcast. So let's do the numerology thing and learn what the energy of 42 is in numerology. Number 42 is a nurturing number primarily focused on individuals, family, and community. You know, it's it's Amusing to me how this numerology stuff always seems to fit, Um, but you know each episode is focused on you as individuals getting as much money and enjoyment out of casinos as possible, and you know I feel very strongly that this is about gamblers as a community helping each other be better at what we enjoy. So I was gambling in Havana and I took a little risk. Send lawyers, guns, and money. Dad, get me out of this. That's what I want to avoid. I want to avoid needing lawyers, guns, and money because of something I said in a podcast. Let's do that part and get started with this episode. Thanks for being here, everyone. Gentlemen, non-binary persons, ladies, all who are of legal age, Gilligan and all the castaways, don't gamble with money you need to pay bills. Don't gamble with money you cannot afford to lose. Anything I did last week, as discussed in this podcast, is not a prediction of what will happen to any of us next week. If you have a gambling problem, get help. If you don't know how to get help, send an email to help at casinocombat.com. We will provide you the information that you need. Names have been created at random to protect the guilty and the innocent. Stuff that doesn't change the results is often omitted to avoid boredom for anyone listening all right if you are a first time listener i'll tell you in a moment what you have wandered into but if this episode is about community let me start with a follow-up to last week we had some technical challenges last week things ran late on my end and we ended up posting the wrong second half of the show for about 24 hours the second half of episode 41 was actually a repeat of the second half of episode 40 but mod always the master of details, and ice cream man, both alerted me. And we were able to fix things fairly quickly. And that's us being a community, folks. But if you listened shortly after the episode was published last week and couldn't figure out why you didn't hear about the Cowboy and K-Loke, you listened before things were fixed. It's fixed now if you want to go back and catch what you missed. Also, since we're doing community stuff, The information I get about podcast listeners lets me know how many downloads have occurred in a geographic place. But I can't tell if that was one person listening to every episode or random people in the same physical place listening once and then never listening again. And sometimes that makes me rather curious. So recently, the town of Lawrenceville, Georgia, showed up on my list of places where people were listening. And very quickly, it became the place in Georgia where people listened to the podcast the most. In fact. More people stream the podcast in Lawrenceville, Georgia than all other streams in Georgia combined. As I said, that could just be a random coincidence with a bunch of people streaming once and never coming back or one person streaming repeatedly. If you're hearing this in or around Lawrenceville, Georgia, USA, I'd enjoy hearing from you to satisfy my curiosity. If you are so inclined, email trg at casinocombat.com with a K for combat, of course. And fill me in. If you found this at random and listened this far, thank you. But here's the details. Over the course of 30 years, I learned to be good at casino gambling. Over the course of months or years, I win more than I lose in terms of just cash after expenses. And I get lots of free hotel rooms, meals, gifts, money to gamble with, and invitations to various events. It's a very fun way to live part of my life, and my wife enjoys it. In the process, I've met many interesting people, some of whom have become very good friends, and I've met and interacted with celebrities and famous athletes. And I've run into many, many people who don't don't understand how casinos work and how this can be done repeatedly. I'm sure I'm going to make a lot more trips around the sun, but I've ridden the ride more times already than I have remaining. This podcast shares what I've learned, what I do, and what I've done in an effort to educate, inform, and entertain. So here are the basic things I think you need to know as we get into this episode and get started. Consider this Casino Combat 101. It was a lot cheaper to produce this podcast if we spelled combat with a K instead of a C. So we did. And as a result, we spell not only combat, but concepts and boot camp with a K. Don't worry, I'll remind you. Repeatedly. I assume that some gamblers like to play games. As a result, there are games hidden in the podcast. They were discovered quite a while ago, and they are explained in episode 22. There are prizes. There have been winners. You are welcome to play. And for those of you that have been listening or have listened to episode 22 and come back, I've got to stop here just briefly because as of this morning, there is a change to the rules of the Find My Home Casino game. For the first time, we had an application, which is to say a guess. Someone wanted to join the inner circle and thought they knew what my ho- where my home casino was. They had the wrong casino name, which is a bummer because the person who applied also made a meaningful contribution to the podcast that I'll share with you soon, and I'd love to have them figure it out. Anyway, I told them that they were welcome to apply again. I don't give hints, and I don't, but I did make observations about why the casino they named couldn't be my home casino. Things like it didn't have an attached hotel. Our as yet unnamed applicant said he would go back to the drawing board and that he was going to use baseball as a basis and consider this strike one and only apply two more times. So since this podcast is as interactive and community-based as I can make a podcast, that is the new addition to the rules of the game. You are allowed to try to join the inner circle three times and then you are out of the game. Brother, I assume you're listening and I'm rooting for you and Ice Cream Man to figure this out and be the next two people Join the inner circle. Next, slot machines should not be part of casino combat, but I kept winning money playing a certain set of machines a certain way, and so did other people in my life, so I wrote it all down as an ebook. You are welcome to download it for free. If you would like a copy, send an email to me, trg at casinocombat.com, combat spelled with a K, of course, and put two words in the subject line slot tactics. Fred the Mailbot is available. 24-7, 24-7, 365, and he will send you a link to download your own personal copy of my e-book, e-book slot tactics. If you go to CasinoCombat.com, you will see that we are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Your contribution of a spare like, a share, a subscription, a review, anything else you are willing to contribute to our podcast in the online space is always greatly and true appreciated. And we do see it and we do look at it all the time. On YouTube, there is a playlist called Boot Camp, which I'm very proud of. It is literally Gambling Boot Camp How to Be a Good Casino Gambler. Each aspect of the core concepts of casino combat are explained in short lessons. The entire course takes less than 90 minutes. Okay, so that's the disclaimer and the basics. How can we help the community and the members of the community grow today? Well, first up, I thought we would have a moment of casino wisdom and revisit casino wisdom number 63. Plan around your promotions. As this month wraps up, my mailbox is full of items from various casinos telling me what promotions they are running next month. So I thought I'd go through one of those with you and share how I would make plans accordingly. Or how you could make plans using the same information and maybe do it differently than I do. I received an excellent question this week about Atlantic City and I'll respond to that in a questions segment. Then, if you've been here before, you know how things go from there. Results and observations in the travel segment and then virtual, or join me if you can, real cocktails and a story about how different things are for Mrs. TRG and myself at one casino that we visit from time to time. So that's the plan. Let's get started with a moment of casino wisdom. As you may recall casino wisdom number 63 teaches us to plan around our promotions examples of that would be i can gamble either wednesday or thursday after work this week i'll go on thursday because they are giving away gift cards that day and if we're fortunate enough to have access to multiple casinos picking casino a over casino b all the, all other things being equal if casino a has better promotions to offer for me This also means looking over a variety of mailers I receive each month to see if there's anything I really want to plan on being at the property for. A particularly good gift, a big drawing, two or more promotions occurring on the same day, that kind of thing. In some cases, the promotion is so good that I'll schedule it as an appointment with reminders a few days before in my phone. So for a while now, mailers have been hit or miss. Some casinos are not sending as many over concerns of mailing COVID. Others are saving money and postage to cut costs, and they are emailing things. Others pulled back on promotions because they didn't have capacity to pull large numbers of people into their building. But I started to get them again, and they are showing up before the month starts, not after the month ends. I received one from the My Choice property about two hours south of me last week, and I thought I'd open it today and look at it for the first time and just walk through what I'm seeing and how I'm evaluating it. To set expectations here, don't expect to be blown away by what I'm talking about. I get to this property once every few weeks, and that's about it with everything else that's going on. It fits for a variety of reasons, but I'm not expecting watches and air fryers when I open this up. In fact, the entire thing may be a big disappointment, and then we'll just move on, I guess. So let's let's see what we have here. Let's take a look. So this is cardboard with multiple folds, and the there's a little seal, little some of that sticky stuff sealing it it closed where it's folded. And the front says that uh, your April offers, so just telling you what the mailer is. And the back has information about their fake gambling game and the reward system tier requirements and their contact and social media information. Nothing special, nothing to look at, pretty standard. So I'm going to kind of pop open the sticky stuff here and fold it open like a book. And now I got two pages. And on the left, I have a list of days. Uh, let's see, and oh, and free bets that I'll receive on this list of days. Basically, looks like every few days I have a very modest free bet, about uh, about half a unit every few days. If I use them all, it would be about a third of a day's pay. A, a nice offer if I live close by and could take advantage of all or most of them, but not enough to drive every few days, certainly not, and not really enough to plan around. It's more of a oh, anytime I want to go next month, I'll have a free bet unless I go two days in a row back to back. And even then, if I did, looks like what? Let's see. Oh, and if I did a Thursday or Friday, then I'd have both days. That's the cutoff. Like every uh, Monday through Thursday, Friday through Monday, it looks yeah close. If that's not it, I apologize, but it's close. You get the idea. And on the the right side here, I have information about a drawing. Okay, this is interesting. The drawing is each Wednesday and Saturday all month uh, by invitation only, which is nice. I don't have to earn my way in. Uh, It looks, let's see, everyone invited gets one entry, which is also nice. Sometimes entries are awarded by tier status, and then the higher tiers get more entries. And sometimes you you earn entries when you gamble during a week or a month or a time period. So you get entries as you get tier credits, basically. And what that means is that regulars and, and people who gamble larger amounts get more entries. I've been involved in a couple of drawings where it became obvious that some players, because they were winning more than once, they had, like, one player had 10% or more of the entries in the entire drawing. So this looks like a very fair fair drawing. My mailer has six numbers on it, and those numbers have my player's card number, so those appear to be numbers unique to me, like a lottery ticket. Okay, so during the drawing, they're going to pick numbers, Yeah, as I said, like a lottery, every two hours from one to seven, so one, three, five, seven, four times, if you select if, if your number is selected, you could win, okay, you could win 100,000 cash or up to $5,000 dollars in free slot play. And there's no information here to tell me whether how, I, how it's determined if I win 100,000 or how much slot play I win. Um, I'm guessing that's random in some way. Look for us, for Mrs. TRG and myself, I don't think we would want to plan a couple's trip here for a Saturday night. She didn't get an entry, and there's not an attached hotel. And we have drawing offers from a variety of properties that she does have entries and they do have hotels. So probably Saturday night, not something we would plan on, not something we would plan around, not something we would really worry about. Wednesday drawing. Now that's that's uh that's an excellent opportunity to use casino wisdom number sixty-three. If I'm gonna plan a day trip in April, I could easily plan it for Wednesday instead of Tuesday or Thursday. And you know, normally I would I would arrive there at 10 or 11 in the morning and try to wrap things up and be out the door, you know, no later than 3 o'clock. But Mrs. TRG wouldn't object if I told her I was going to do some work in the morning and then arrive around 1230 and and stay until 7 before I headed home. And And I'd have that minor free bet, right? So it's Wednesday and I've got this minor little free bet and I'd probably play that on blackjack. The limits are lower there. So... If I was just trying to, quote, kill time to be around for the drawings, a nice long craps session would work to make the time useful and fun and interesting, as long as I haven't finished my craps experiment by then, or if I have finished it, if I've actually found something workable. So that's the outside, uh, front and back, and then the first set of inside folds. So I'm going to unfold it again, and this is so, now I've got four panels, right? Um... And the leftmost is divided into a top and bottom section. The top section says that on Fridays from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., five people will win $200. Uh, Let's see, let's see, how's this one work? Uh, Entries for these drawings are earned all month, and on Thursday you receive double entries. So this is the other kind of promotion. Not a promotion I will probably be interested in. This is an example of a bad time and day of the week for me. You know, Friday evening and mrs trg doesn't really get off work in time to get there with me it, it makes her rush. a lot of pieces this don't fit and then more importantly i guess entries are earned all month with bonuses for another day of the week players are gonna have a lot more entries than i would regular players they're gonna have a lot more but if i was a regular i'd be choosing between the friday drawing and the saturday drawing friday is a set amount Set amount of what you're going to win. 200 bucks with five winners over a two-hour period. So less time, less time committed if you want to move on to other things or if the gambling goes poorly and you've hit your losses and you're, you're ready to leave. and And I'd have a decent number of entries from my play all month if I was a regular there. And then Saturday is, as we said, the four winners spread out over six hours and a local gets the same one entry as everyone else. So that could be a good place to really figure out which promotion is better for you. And the price could obviously be bigger on Saturday, but it also appears the amount is random in some way. So lots of pluses and minuses, lots of pluses and minuses. And everyone probably prioritizes that differently based on their situation. I'd probably lean towards Saturday on this one if I was going to pick something. The bottom part of the left part of the page is easy. It just says that on Thursdays, those over 55 can receive a see $15 dining credit if they own 40 tier credits. And if they earn 80 tier credits, they get two $15 dining credits. So that's really kind of a nice offer. I mean, 40 isn't that much on a slot machine um, in their system. Again, not something I would plan around probably um, or make a trip specifically for, but nice of them to include that. Um, And once again, if you were a little closer than I was, that might be something you'd plan around. Oh, I can go Tuesday or I can go Thursday. I'll go Thursday and I'll, I'll let them pay for food. I'd still rather do the drawing on Wednesday, I think, for me personally. But I'd take advantage of this if I was there. So this could be something to plan around, depending on your situation. And let's be honest, folks: if you lived close enough, you could plan on doing both. That's what they'd hope. And in other situations, I might. If if this was all within twenty, thirty minutes of me, I might try to take advantage of all of it. Uh, the next panel to the right here: what have we got? Oh, it explains you can earn my cash multipliers on Mondays based on tier credit. Uh, my cash if you're not familiar, is imaginary money that they put into an account for you to spend based on how much you gamble. And whatever's in there, you can, you can use it for slot play or You can use it, uh, twice that amount to, to buy food. Basically it's the, my choice, uh, it comp yourself thing, right? If you want to comp yourself, you don't have to ask somebody, you just go ahead and do it. So pretty straightforward. It looks like the first two tiers get a two time multiplier. The third tier gets a three time multiplier. The fourth tier gets a fourth time multiplier. And this is another great example of a place to use our casino wisdom. If a, a trip was going to be made either Monday or Tuesday, and those are the two, day, two days you have available, this there's more value in going on Monday. Monday, you're going to get twice as much imaginary money. And boy, I'm really starting to feel like I'm picking on Tuesday here. I'm kind of off the cuff, so I'm sorry. I'm not picking on Tuesday if any of you think Tuesday's your favorite day of the week or anything. And again, this is nothing I'm going to plan around if, Uh, As I said, Wednesday is the thing that I think I'm thinking about if I'm going to try to do anything even once. Um, But again, if I was thinking that I was either going to go my choice west, which is two hours, or my choice south, which is two hours on a Monday, it's the same reward system, same basic options in terms of tables and rules, Actually, my choice South usually has more tables. This is the type of thing that would contribute to that decision. I'd be sp- expanding from this full flyer to another flyer or to the app to see. I'm going on Monday. It's Monday for sure. That's what fits. What's available both places? Different application, same casino wisdom. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Okay, there isn't much to the rest of this. This, this is kind of. Um, this is probably filler since I don't qualify for much of anything else. I suspect if I was higher up, there'd be maybe some other promotional pieces here. Uh, The next panel to the right is an an, an advertisement for their reward system app, which I have because, right, I also follow Casino Wisdom number 74. If there's an app, get the app. The final panel is split between advertising for the steakhouse, which is reopened on Friday and Saturday night, which is great, and information about an Easter brunch option, all in all um, uh, about what I expected. But hopefully that illustrates the idea of planning around your promotions, which is Casino Wisdom number 63. I got a great question last week, and I'm going to answer it in the questions segment, questions my sons ask, next. What? What? My sons ask questions about gambling, and sometimes listeners ask questions about gambling. This week, Mike A. sent an email saying, Hey, TRG, we've been listening for several weeks now. I've started catching up. You talked several times recently about selecting a place to stay in Las Vegas. Did you ever do the same thing for Atlantic City? I know you've mentioned it in passing a couple of times. If so, could you email me the episode number? If not, would you do that kind of rundown if you have time? We are starting to plan a Memorial Day or July 4th trip, and we've never been there. We mostly play slots, but now that I know there is a strategy card, I may take some extra cash and try blackjack. Like k I'm interested in learning. Okay, so for me, everybody, once again, this is the community aspect, right? This is, this is players helping out other players. That's what I want this to be, and that's why I'm going to make sure I answer this. Plus, I didn't want to type this all out and try to email it back to Mike. I figured I'd just do it here, so I'm, I'm maybe being a little bit lazy. But, Mike, thank you for listening. Thank you for the prompt. Um, I already emailed you, as you know, to, to let you know that I had not covered this yet, but that I would make it a priority so you could plan your trip. So here goes. The first thing you need to know about Atlantic City is that there are two areas with casinos. There is the Bay Area, sometimes called the Marina, and there are three casinos there. A Caesars property called Harrah's, an MGM property called Borgata, and a third property, the Golden Nugget, that I've never really sorted out if it's affiliated with anything in particular. Borgata is the only MGM property in the city. So if you have or want that relationship, that is your place. I've never been there, but now that I'm gold with M-Life, they're third tier, I'm interested in visiting the next time I make a trip to Atlantic City. Everyone says that Borgata is the nicest resort in Atlantic City, and I've never heard anyone dispute that, so I assume it's true. The fact that it is part of a national chain is nice. Beyond that, I really don't recommend the marina area as your first choice for a first visit. The casinos, they're within walking distance of each other, but until very recently, you were just walking kind of in that direction through a field on a dirt path made by other people who'd walked through that field. Um, no signs, no lights, no directions. I've been told that a sidewalk has been put in and that it's perfectly safe during the day and generally safer for larger groups at night, but that tells you it's also not completely safe at night in my book. For me, that's how I'd see it. Uh, as I've said, I want to avoid someone having to send lawyer's guns and money, but, uh, you're not going to easily move between those three properties. You're not going to just walk to the, and you're not going to walk to the other gambling area, which is the boardwalk. And I'll talk about that area in just a minute, but this is one of those things that if it can look, if you just look on a map, if you just look at Google maps, you go, Oh, that didn't look that far. Well, we could walk that. We don't need to pay for somebody to take us from A to B. And it really doesn't look that far. The reality is it's a hike. You know, it's going to take. You know, Even if you're a power walker, I'm going to guess you're more than an hour. And obviously, you can check Google Maps and find out. But that's just my off-the-top guess. Also, there are freeways that need to be crossed, which is never a good idea on foot. And some of the neighborhoods between uh, the marina and the boardwalk are not, uh, let's just say they're not tourist-friendly. Um, in the past, Harris ran a shuttle from their marina location to their boardwalk location, since they have properties in both areas. I assume they're not currently running those, but who knows by the time that, that you visit, Mike. Um, there's also an Atlantic City shuttle service that uses vehicles called Jitneys, and they're inexpensive. Um, they're, they're kind of like a, a, a bus, but smaller and like with a go-kart motor, I guess is how I'd explain them. And I'm not an engineer, folks. I'm, I'm a computer guy. I'm a tech guy. Not So if I got that wrong, sorry. Everything I see says the Jitneys are not currently running either, and I'm sure that's constantly changing. Cabs from the marina to the boardwalk, very, very cheap set rate. I think the last time I was there, it was like $10 plus tip, very cheap. Um, Always a good choice, quick, easy Of course, ride sharing, right? Bottom line, assuming you don't have a car, shouldn't be driving because you are consuming or just don't want to navigate a strange city while on vacation, you're going to need transportation to get from the marina to the boardwalk. Some final thoughts on the marina. I've stayed at the Harris a few times. It's a very nice property. Both times I was there, I was on a solo trip. The first time I concluded I wouldn't stay there again. I wanted to be on the boardwalk. And then I ended up there a second time several years later because I needed to make a trip In December, at the last minute, to get a few points, to earn a tier status, and the only option for the junket I was being offered was Harris. They weren't letting me switch to one of the other properties on the boardwalk. I didn't really care at the time. I just needed to get someplace where I could get the points that I needed. No complaint, other than the location, about Harris. For a couple's weekend in the winter, because they got a bubble over the pool so you could swim, that would be fine, and other things in the marina would probably be fine in the winter when you're just going to be there for a couple days, and, and it's cold and you're not going to really use the ocean or the beach or that kind of thing. But it wouldn't be my recommendation and it certainly wouldn't be my recommendation for a first time trip during a summer holiday. The boardwalk will just be more fun. So let's talk about the boardwalk because that is the other gam- area where there's gambling. Uh, this is a boardwalk that played host to the Miss America pageant and it's your typical touristy boardwalk. With hotels and a carnival pier, different restaurants offering, you know, every one of them has the best pizza on the boardwalk, and then you walk 20 20 yards, and there's the next restaurant, and it has the best pizza on the boardwalk. Also a battle about who has the best french fries and the best coffee, from what I recall. Uh, There's t-shirt shops, fortune tellers, seaside bars, seafood restaurants, and several casino hotels. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start on the end by the Carnival Pier, which I would say is the north end, and Carnival Pier. So, you know, roller coaster, Ferris wheel. The roller coaster actually ended up in the ocean a few years ago because of a hurricane. So I'm going to start at that end. And, and at that end, the first casino that you come to is the Ocean's Casino Hotel. Very large, very modern, and to the best of my knowledge, not part of any national reward system. If that's not a priority... That can be This can be a good choice. There's lots of things to do in that area of the boardwalk, short walk. Um, as you move down the boardwalk away from the Carnival Pier, there is a hard rock hotel and casino. This one is tricky, I'll confess. I've never understood how the various hard rock properties reward systems work. Some hard rocks are part of a larger shared system, and some are standalone islands with their own systems. My best advice, if you have a hard rock near you, is, is to call one property or the other and, and ask if they use the same reward system. This is also a nice location, relatively close to the Carnival Pier, lots of beach stuff to do, lots of bars, lots of fun things. The casino's very nice. We gambled there a little once. I'd love to stay there given some incentives and discounts. It looks wonderful. Uh, The next property as we continue to move down the boardwalk is called Resorts. I've heard nothing but good things. And again, as far as I know, it's part of its own reward system. I've gambled there. It's fine. There is no reason this wouldn't be a great choice. I'm always about What's the reward system and what's its relationship to larger things? You may be at a different place in your gambling journey. That might not matter to you. And then you can start picking on price a little bit if that's not how you're picking. So from here, as we continue to move south on the the boardwalk, it's a bit of a stroll. You're going to walk a while through the touristy stuff, which is fun. Good time to get to the next set of casinos on the boardwalk. So the next one you would get to is Bally's. And Bally's, until very recently, was part of the Caesars reward system, which was nice because it's right next to Caesars, and so you basically had two properties acting as one big property. So now it's no longer part of Caesars, and I've been told and read that a variety of the Bally's properties across the country have gradually been reconsolidated. Bally's is the company that makes slot machines and used to make pinball machines. I suppose they still make pinball machines. And they were in the casino business for a while because... um, the hospitality part of the casino business. They've always been in the casino business in terms of slot machines, but they've been gradually reacquiring the properties with the Bally's name on them and and building them back into a single brand. So if you already have a Bally's relationship, this could be an excellent choice. It's right in the middle of the boardwalk. I've stayed there, the rooms are very nice. Historically, the limits are lower than the Caesars next door, but I mean, who knows with new management and COVID? I will say that I get promotional mailers from them and the offers are very, very nice. As nice as anything I get anywhere. I mean, and something, sometimes virtually every day there's, there's a promotion of some type and usually their promotions give you a choice. You can have a gift or a food comp or a slot play or a bottle of wine. Everyone online seems to agree that the reward system is more generous than Caesar's was at least at this point. Technically, the next casino on the boardwalk is the Wild West Casino. It's part of Caesars, but honestly, if you didn't realize they considered it a separate casino, no one would blame you. It's themed a little differently. It's it's kind of right between Bally's and Caesars on the boardwalk, and it's kind of something you walk through going from Bally's to Caesars in the winter if you don't want to go out on the boardwalk. But it has a variety of low-limit table games, some electronic gambling, Uh, a couple of less expensive bars, and historically there's live country music on the weekend and a variety of non-gambling video games to enjoy if you're not just interested in gambling, if you just want to hang out, have a drink, listen to the band, and play Pac-Man. They have Pac-Man with the screen for the Pac-Man game mounted way up on the wall, and it's like a ginormous TV, so everyone is going to see if the ghosts get you. Um, uh, It's a fun place to be. But it has no hotel. If you're staying at Bally's, you're going to be getting Caesars points. If you're staying at Caesars, you can get points in the second Wild West Casino. And that does give you a slightly lower uh, lower limit option. Um, Caesars Atlantic City is next. I love this hotel. I love it every time we have an opportunity to stay there. Most rooms have a television in the mirror, in the bathroom, and other amenities that I associate with the, the best of the Caesars brand. Across the boardwalk from Caesars is a shopping and dining pier, which gives you easy access to additional restaurants. Look, there's just the bottom line. There's plenty to do here. Okay. If you have a Caesars relationship or no relationship, this is a solid choice. It's a great place to start your Caesars relationship if you don't have one. That said, it can be hard to find a blackjack table for less than $25 here. And if you go over to to Wild West, still Caesars credits, but six to five blackjack and kind of not very good rules to get those lower limits. But it's a consideration, something to think about if, if limits, if you're going to play blackjack, Caesars proper is probably not the best place to play first, unless a $25 bankroll, you know, unless that $750 you need to add to your gambling money, isn't a problem for you. Then it's a wonderful choice. It always worked for us because we would go to Bally's to get Mrs. TRG, Limits she was happy with, and we'd have a great room, and we had lots of restaurant and meal choices. Finally, a good walk down to the other end of the boardwalk, and in some cases, a walk just through emptiness, beaches and no buildings, but also some on-the-boardwalk, Airbnbs and that kind of thing, uh, based on the signage, rental places, so you could consider those, I guess. But anyway, at the far end, there's a Tropicana, and unlike the Tropicana in Las Vegas, it's part of Caesars, and um, at least it's part of Caesars following a recent merger with Eldorado Gaming. I haven't stayed there. I'm looking forward to it. We're planning on our first trip to Atlantic City as soon as we can to uh, to stay there instead of Caesars to uh, stay something new because it is a new option for us. That said, the casino is large. We've gambled there in the past. We found plenty of tables with good rules and reasonable limits. They, they have a large uh, entertainment space, which just means they've put a whole bunch of shopping and different restaurants all across the spectrum in terms of food styles and food prices all in one section as part of the casino, not on the casino floor but near it, so you have lots and lots and lots of choices for food and some shopping there. In addition to the casino, you could stay at any number of hotels on or one street behind the boardwalk. If cost is a concern, if you want to make casinoing only a very small part of your vacation to Atlantic City, you want to do more tourist beach, and you're just going to gamble a little bit one night, then, and particularly if you have a relationship with Marriott or one of those brands and can get some type of discount or points there, you might want to consider something other than a casino hotel but all in all if you were asking my recommendation i like to be in the middle of the boardwalk when i'm in atlantic city particularly if i'm telling someone for a for a first trip i just think the middle's a good idea i can go out of the casino to the boardwalk i can go left and have a day's worth of things to do and then i can go right and have another day's worth of things to do and once i had done that the first time then maybe on a repeat visit I'd go, well, hey, you know, we really liked Boardwalk Attraction X, so we're going to stay at at Hotel Casino Y because we we don't really have a relationship with any of the brands and we don't care if we do Z all the way at the other end. Like, if you didn't care about doing the amusement pier stuff a second time, then maybe Tropicana is a great choice because you're never going to walk all the way from one end of the boardwalk to the other. Or maybe you love walking and then that's a bonus. Everybody's different on that one, I'm sure or even, it's winter, it's cold, it's just one night, staying in the marina area sounds fun. So based on all that, if I was planning a first trip, I'd start with Bally's or Caesar's, unless I had a relationship with one of the other boardwalk property brands. And all things being equal, meaning no relationship with either Bally's or Caesar's, I'd probably stay at Bally's, since historically, the table limits are lower, and they're trying harder because they're new to the market. So there we go. A rundown of how I'd approach recommending something to someone for a first visit to Atlantic City. Mike, thanks for listening. Thanks for sending your excellent question. Let's do the travel segment, and I'll tell you how things went this week. This should be quick, which means there's a good probability uh, I'll go sideways on a tangent, and this will go long, but it should be quick. I didn't do much casino stuff this week. Being honest, I've been focusing a bit more on work to get my ducks in a row in preparation for our trip to Las Vegas. Which is just casinoing in a slightly different way, in, in my mind at least. I stopped at my local casino to start the week and picked up a nice fluffy robe as a gift. I won some money on my free slot play, which has not gone well this month. I lost a small amount of money playing one table of blackjack and lost a little more money on a slot machine on my way to the exit. The total loss for the visit was trivial. And had more seats been available, I would have happily played some more Hands of Blackjack to try to get back on the plus side of things, but that's just not the reality at this place right now. I'm not going to wait an extended amount of time for an okay set of rules, an acceptable set of rules, when I have plans to be at my home casino with better rules in just a few days, which is the other stop that I made. We went to our home casino, Casino 2, two and a half hours east of us for date night on Saturday night. This is the casino lifestyle you can be given if you're good enough at gambling to win sometimes and keep your losses low the other times. I hammer this point because many of our friends and my wife's co-workers just don't understand how things work, which is one of the things I want this podcast to teach. Our friends think doing date night in a hotel is expensive and how can we afford that every few weeks, sometimes every weekend? We're just spending, spending, spending. Boy, he must have a really good job. We really can't afford that every few weeks. I mean, that's not true. It's not, I shouldn't say it. We could find several hundred dollars to spend on a hotel every couple weeks and pay for all the meals and entertainment. We could. We have the means to do that. We just wouldn't. We'd think the money was better spent in other ways. But walk through the basics of this excellent date night setup. We were given fully comped, no resort fees or taxes, as free as free can be, a wonderful room with a sitting area with a big sectional couch and an ottoman, A big flat-screen TV, a work area which we turned into a bar. There's a picture of it all set up on Instagram, if you're interested. The room has a decent-sized fridge, a microwave, uh, a, a mountain view. I mean, short mountains, not huge mountains, but a mountain view. The point is, this is not a sit on your double bed and watch your small TV kind of room that they're giving us. In addition to the room, we both get free slot play and free table bets. Right? So. They gave us free money to gamble with, not a huge amount, but they gave us free money to gamble with, a great room, a room that's fun to hang out in because it's got this great area to sit in. And I guess in terms of the trip itself, Mrs. TRG got a new card in a new color. She leveled up in the tier system on our previous visit. We love the fact that this casino has solid food choices. The sports bar at the hotel allows you to self-comp with imaginary casino money if you choose, and it's definitely what I would call an elevated sports bar. They even have a sushi chef. I'm gonna get in trouble with that word. You watch. I'm not a sushi a sushi. <laughs> I, I jinxed myself. I'm not a sushi expert, but I'm told that that this chef is an excellent sushi chef. Say that five times fast. They also have a food court in the casino proper. Solid low end choice. Never had a complaint about the food. If you want what you want is a slice of pizza and a beer, they've got it. They've got a trackside pub that has more uh, a, a more basic uh, sports bar food item. We haven't eaten there yet. Can't tell you one way or another. It's opening in April. We're planning to try it out on our next visit. They have an excellent steakhouse, the most amazing steakhouse. It really is a casino where we feel at home and have all the things that, that we want for a night out. And as a bonus, things are starting to relax a little. They are able to have a fourth player at table games the amazing High Limit Room was open for the first time. It is the nicest High Limit Room I've ever seen. I've spent hours playing in the High Limit Rooms at Caesars in both Las Vegas and Atlantic City. I've played in the High Limit Room at, I don't know, Planet Hollywood, Paris, Flamingo, just off the top of my head to name a few. Those are boring and plain compared to this High Limit Room. It has its own bar. It has several different kind of clusters of seating. If you just want to hang out a little bit or if you're taking a break, it's amazing, and it's open. It's priced in a way, the table miss are priced in a way that would make Mrs. TRG a little bit uncomfortable. So we skipped it this visit. But the next time I make a solo trip, I'm hoping it's open. I'll, I'll up my unit size, and, and I'll spend some time there. I'd, I'd have a lot of fun doing that. I have a casino roughly 30 minutes from my home, but it's just kind of a gambling hall, a place to occasionally at this point gamble if I can get a seat when they're giving something away. Nothing more. But our home casino is worth the extra couple of hours drive because it's a place you can really hang out in and enjoy. And yes, that description was a little long for certain reasons. But hotel, mountains, the right number and type of restaurants, another casino about an hour away to form a cluster. Oh, and it's my choice, which works well for us because a few hours in any direction, just a few hours in any direction from our home, there are other my choice properties. Okay, TRG, thanks, thanks, thanks. We get it, we get it. We're not playing that game. How was the gambling? Fair point. We each played three tables. We had nice long sessions, which is nice because it helps with the points. It's also the reason that there are only three tables. There'd have been more. I mean, we didn't retreat to the room early because we hit our third table. We retreated to the room uh, toward midnight. Um, And uh, that, that was the reason why only three tables it it wasn't the time and it wasn't the wins or the losses at our first table we both took a minor loss and then we went to dinner after playing our free slot play after dinner mrs trg took another minor loss but i had a win larger than her loss our third table was great we played for a long time and both had nice wins and that would have wrapped things up but mrs trg wanted to check out one of her favorite slots Based on the animations and the size of the smallest progressive jackpot, she was sure that one of the progressives was going to to pay out soon. And I understood her logic. This particular machine is a version of 88 fortunes, and the smallest progressive at this property usually pays out around $12 to $14. And if it pays out, you could get one of the higher payouts as well. We just know that it triggers usually in the $12 to $14 range for that. It was at $18. $18. And she wasn't wrong. The jackpot was due and it did pay out while she was playing, but to someone on the machine behind us instead of to us, I suggested that we skip the slot play since it had not been going well all month and we had a decent profit for the trip. The pure casino combat move would have been to skip this. But as much as my wife understands everything in the podcast, she also works as a full-time teacher. It was date night. She doesn't get to casinos as often as I do, and she wanted to play one more machine. It did not go well, as I said. The jackpot went to someone else, even though the jackpot wouldn't have fixed things for her. She ended up taking a significant loss and mentioned the next day that I was right. I was. We finished the week with a loss of one-third of a day's pay instead of a win of about that amount if we had skipped the last machine. I'd rather have had the win, but I just checked, and what we lost and spent would allow us to buy a date night a hotel room at our local Motel 6 this weekend, and leave enough money left over to enjoy dinner at McDonald's if we share a McFlurry for dessert. Which would be a fine date night too, don't get me wrong. But we're okay with losing and spending that much for a date night that we really enjoy. Or I should say, I am. I mean, I got to hear my wife say I was right about something. And you, you can't put a price on that. Uh, if you're married, uh, you in a relationship, you know what I mean. Okay, let's adjourn to the VIP lounge. I got a quick one for you as we wrap things up. Oh, a little bit of the bubbly. Welcome to our VIP lounge, one of my favorite places to have a drink and swap stories in a casino. As I do every week, I have all the best virtual bottles, as well as the best virtual beers and wines, and of course, artisanal handcrafted sparkling water, still water, and the best locally bottled sodas, and some pop around here someplace. Today, I'm going with the still water, and I apologize, but I've got to drive after I wrap this up. I'll be happy to raise my glass along with any of you who are pouring something stronger. Let me do the short. Um, look, I guess this is kind of a story. I mean, it's not really a story. Stories have a beginning, a middle, and an end. This doesn't really have that, so this is maybe more an amusing anecdote about the relationship my wife and I have with the Tropicana in Atlantic City. You see, the first time we went to this Tropicana was years ago when I was seven stars with Caesars. That's their Caesars highest tier. The Tropicana was running a tier matching promotion with the catch that you had to earn X number of points over the next 60 days to keep that status. So I tier matched. Mrs. TRG got a card, we did some gambling, and we used my matched status to enjoy a meal and some drinks in their VIP lounge. But we knew at the time that we wouldn't be back in Atlantic City within the 60-day window and that I'd lose my status, which was fine. We really just wanted to check out their lounge. To us, the amusing part is that since that time, I get no offers from the Tropicana at all. I mean, understandable. I took advantage of them to an extent. But Mrs. TRG gets all kinds of offers, some of them very nice. And when we're in town, compliments of Caesars, Caesars provides the jet and a place to stay, we take advantage of her Tropicana comps because that's the casino combat thing to do. So in this one place, in this one casino where we gamble, our roles are reversed in so many ways. She goes to the window to get the free show tickets. It's her player's card that gets us the free bottle of wine. She gets free bets, but I don't. It's clearly the way we're coded in the system. So being casino savvy, we wanted to keep her getting those comps. I mean, since they benefited us every time Caesars flew us to Atlantic City, why not keep her Tropicana relationship going, right? So when we played at Tropicana, she's the big player of the two of us. She uses a slightly bigger unit size than is normal for her. Often she will buy in and I'll just watch because that keeps the money risk right. I don't need to risk money. They're not giving me anything anyway. Or I'll watch for a while and then I'll play a little bit because she is the real gambler, not me. She understands the game better than I do. Those types of things, which create some situations we need to uh, play act through, if you will. Some things we need to work around. She'll get a hand she isn't 100% sure how to play, like maybe an A6 against a dealer's four. And she'll say to me, standing behind her, looking boards, you always struggle with this hand. If you had this, what would I tell you is the correct play? And I'd say, I mean, this is because she needs the answer, right? And I'll pause for a minute, really concentrate and say, I think you would tell me to double that. And she'd say, you're right. Good. Yeah, you're right. You're getting this. And she'd double, okay? Sometimes if I was playing with her, I'd struggle with a hand that I knew she knew the right answer to, right? Something that she could help me with. Not because that playing that game serves any purpose. It just kept us in the right mindset for things. So I might get a pair of eights. And I know she knows the answer with a pair of eights against a dealer's eight. And I'd ask her what I should do in this situation. It was fun. At some level, it was a meaningless game. We played as a couple. But casinos should be fun. And it was. And casinos should provide benefits beyond just money won or money lost. And our approach worked. She continues to this day to get good offers from the Tropicana. Not offers worth traveling, there for, but offers worth picking up if we just need to walk down the boardwalk a little bit and play some cards and eat some food and, and pick up her free offers. I don't get any, regardless of how much I gamble there. Look, I'm sure that's going to change once the merger's fully complete, once we're playing off my Caesar's past, not my Tropicana's past. Um, and my offers will improve we got several good years of good freebies from them by making her look like the bigger gambler of the two of us play acting about knowledge aside that doesn't go into the machine obviously if you're playing the casino chip game once again this week we have eight the hard way casino chips in this episode please tip your waitresses tip your bartenders tip your dealers remember your casino wisdoms don't tip away your wins I have spoken. Everything you heard here is true from a certain point of view. It's time for leaving, and I hope you understand I was born a rambling man. Love it, hate it, it don't matter. Please share with your family and friends. Goodbye, everyone.